about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Someone say amen. Alright, this morning, let's go to the book of Luke in chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. New Living Translation, I will read from verse 1 to 8. Still on our subject, making room for our king, making room for the king. Luke in chapter 19. And Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. Look at this carefully. And there was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He was the HMRC uh, of their days. But the only difference with that is that you will know who works in HMRC. And if you work in HMRC, unlike the HMRC where you get a salary, no. You get paid a bonus by each person you can collect money from. So definitely the Jews didn't like Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus, although he was Jewish, he was a betrayal of their nation. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he was the secret service representative in that community. It's kind of me being a pastor and I'm like making money from off you because I can tell the government what you do, where you hide, and where you live. So when they see Zacchaeus coming, everyone disappears. He was evil. You need to understand the background. So here we have Zacchaeus. I hope there are no Zacchaeus here today. Uh, But if you are here, this is for you. He says, and he became very rich. So he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So a man that short was dangerous. So the Bible says he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. This is how intelligent and witty this man is. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick. Come down. I must be a guest in your home today. What? So Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Jesus, with this man, this felon, this thief, this wicked man, the fact that Jesus even noticed him is amazing. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. That statement did not come. Because he was overwhelmed by Jesus. That statement came because he had already created a room in his heart. That I am going to change my entire life. 
based on my encounter with this man. So everything he had, and four times he would give to them, because he knew that greater is this man that can come into my house than all the wealth that I ever can have. Are you getting this? So, this is the difference. He didn't want Jesus for what Jesus could give to him. He wanted Jesus because of what Jesus can do in him. Many of us want Jesus to get a husband, a wife, a car, a house, to look good, or a career. But here we have a man who was rich and says, I, I will give all my wealth away. And Jesus had not even mentioned one word to him than just, I'm coming into your house. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Last week, and you can see through the life of Zacchaeus, we spoke about dejunking our lives to make room for the king. In the second service, we spoke about people. We spoke about last week about how to clear the clutter that steals your space. Zacchaeus said, my wealth is cluttering my life. I've got to clear my wealth and I've got to do restitution. I've got to give back because many people say, oh, forgive me, but you owe someone 400 pounds. You said you will pay them next week. You didn't pay them next week. And then you came to them and said, forgive me. Okay, fine. What about the money? Zacchaeus didn't just say, forgive me. He says, I will pay them back and even four times more. So he didn't only do what was right, he did what was honorable. He cleared the clutter. Because clutter steals your space and clutter is a constant distraction. We can't be alert and have directions when we're overcrowded. Another woman like Zacchaeus is the Shunammite woman, which we've mentioned over and over again, who wanted more than a visitation. There is a trend going on here. She made an upper room for the prophet. And the turning point came in her life when she made room. The room she created allowed a turning point to occur in her life. The room that Zacchaeus created by even running ahead of the crowd. If I go on that, we'll go on a different message. Because that's a message in itself. Many of us are walking with the crowd instead of running ahead of the crowd. Ah, I just missed you. Uh, many people like to be with people than to be ahead of people. Many people put their lives based on the people around them than to be ahead of people and only be ahead of people but be above people because he climbed up the tree so he can see better than anybody else. And it's so amazing that if he was with the people, he would also be displeased with the person Jesus would have chosen to go into their house. But because he was ahead of the people, and because Jesus could look up and see him up where he was, the Jesus said, you caught my attention than everybody else that is around me. The Shunammite woman was ahead of the people. She just looked at the man and said, what can we do for this man? 
There's a trend here that every miracle that occurs in people's life is not because they wanted to get something from someone, but they actually wanted to give something to someone. We've really got to change the way we think about things. And what we're asking all of us to do in this season is to make room for your blessing. Because making room for your blessing is about taking responsibility to clear the grounds, to be able to accommodate or make the environment conducive for the miracle that God wants to do in your life. You've got to clear the junk. Most often, God blesses those who have prepared themselves to be blessed. He blesses those who have prepared themselves. Zacchaeus prepared himself. The Shunammite woman prepared themselves. Abraham prepared himself. So I want to take us a bit further this morning and give us two major things that I think we should contemplate upon. Why should I make room for my blessing? Why? Because making room speaks of any or a combination of the following. When we keep saying make room, make room, make room, it's because of these three things. Number one, making room speaks of enlargement. Making room speaks of what? Enlargement. Turn to someone, say, enlarge your territory. territory. I didn't hear you. Turn to someone and say, enlarge your territory. territory. Now, you've got to learn to take thoughtful. Say to yourself, thoughtful. Thoughtful steps to enlargement or comfort. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please, let us go to Jordan, and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. What he's saying to them is, Make room for your blessing. And making room for my blessing increases my ability to receive and maintain my blessing. When we say to you, make room, we're asking you to create room for enlargement. Enlarge your tents, stretch your cords. When we're talking to you, we're stretching you. When we're telling you, clear out the junk. Clear out the junk. Stop buying tea. And coffee and lunch every single day. We're asking you to prepare for enlargement. If I cook from home, I will save money. I will clear my debts. I will be able to buy the property. When we push you, don't spend silly money on a wedding when you don't have a property. You may have a wedding and not have a reception. God bless you. It's fine. The, 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 the world is not coming to a standstill. Even the elite and the rich don't spend money the way we stupidly spend money. Are you following what I'm saying? I just saw one man, white guy like this, he plays the guitar and he sings it's worth 198 million. He bought all the properties around him. And he had a wedding that was less than, don't know, not up to a thousand, two thousand pounds. And here we are, we're having multiple introduction, engagement, uh, hen nights, 
uh, and then we now have the wedding. And then, we are, what are you doing? What are you doing? And even if God says, release that to me, we can't do that. Because we want to show off. And there's no enlargement in our life. Even if you're married and you own your own property, you can still pay off the mortgage quickly. God is asking us, create enlargement around you. Make room for me to be able to speak to you the way you spend money. Strip yourself of your dignity. Who cares what you drive, by the way? When we talk about making room, we speak of the second E, which is enablement. We speak of enlargement. We speak of enablement. Create and designate a space or a place for special use. That's what is called enablement. Remember the Shunammite woman created a space to enable the man of God. Creating the room for the Holy Spirit enables us to function in our place of dysfunction. <laughs> I, I, I just missed that. The Shunammite woman created a place. Like Pastor Efe was preaching last week. Created a place for people, for somebody. So he, she enabled the prophet. And the prophet was, be, was able to fill her room with a function from the spirit that destroyed her dysfunction. Zacchaeus was dysfunctional. They didn't like him. But you see, this is the same thing I've been saying to you. Who cares sometimes who likes you or who doesn't like you? If he loves you, the stones of the field will be at peace with you. He will allow you to function in your dysfunction. When you allow the Holy Spirit to take care of your life, when you don't compromise your life for people, God will allow you to function and in your dysfunction. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Many of our dysfunctions are the people around us. Many of our dysfunction is what we pay attention to. We're cluttered so much with bitterness, anger. We're cluttered so much with selfishness. We're cluttered so much with what people say, what people don't say, that we don't allow God to function in the place he needs to function. We're going to create this thing and get this into our system and our spirit that God is the only one that should occupy my life. Then he would teach me how to function. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So when you create a room, when you make that sacrifice, when you go back to my sermon last week and you're able to strip yourself, you're able to allow yourself not to, to, to be secured in yourself, when you're able to strip away the security, strip away the dignity, strip away your individuality, then God says you're ready for me to walk. So let's go back to this. Let's look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he stripped away his dignity. Somebody as short as that climbing up the tree didn't care what people thought. He stripped away his individuality. I am no more Zacchaeus. Who do I owe money to? I will give it back. He stripped away his security of Maybe a chief tax collector like that has security all around him. And he says, oh, that is not going to work. I need to create room for God so that he can establish me, he can enable me. And not only do we speak about enlargement, not only do we speak about enablement, but when we create room, we speak of establishment. Tap someone for, for me. And let's do this prayer. Tap them, say, God will enlarge you. He will enable you. He will establish you. 
Let's read to someone else beside us. Say, God will what? God will what? God will enlarge you. God will enable you. God will establish you. Turn to someone behind you. Say, yo, 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 yo. Tap them, tap them. Say, God will enlarge you. God will enable you. God will establish you. Come and shout it to yourself. They didn't believe you. Say, God, you will enlarge me. I didn't hear you say, God, you will enlarge me. You will enable me. You will establish me. When you create room, listen to me. Establishment means to be settled. It means to quench every opposition. Ah, Did you see how every opposition to Zacchaeus was quenched just by God? One man. You don't need many. Just one man. Just one man. Let's look at Genesis 26, 22. The Bible says, And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he says, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. May I encourage someone this morning, Stop arguing. If they take it, dig another. What you're fighting for is not fruitful. What you're fighting for may give you a temporary recharge. But where God wants to take you to is more than what you're fighting for. Uh, uh, I, just, I, just, I just missed someone. My, uh, my continuous argument with you is not allowing God to establish me. Mm, uh, I may have a spite of enablement, but no establishment. You could see that, this, that, 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 that Isaac did not give room for defeat. He stopped giving up. God is telling someone this morning, mark your territory. Take it by force. For whatsoever the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you will possess it. And sometimes it takes a fight. Talk to someone. Say fight. Fight, fight, fight. The God said to him, to them in Deuteronomy 1.8, he says, look, I'm giving you all this land. Go in and occupy it. When you create room for God in your life, he will establish you. But the establishment means you may need to fight. But he who is with you is more than those who are in the world. We argue too much amongst ourselves. How long are you going to be arguing with your wife? How long are you going to be arguing with your husband? Why you're missing your Rehoboth? Because of that one well, he dug another one. They fought for that, he dug another one. Because he knew that, you know what? If God hasn't given it to me, then it's not mine. Because what God gives to me, nobody can take you away from me. And because God has given it to me, I will keep digging until no one is able to fight me. Because I will not be exhausted. The devil will be exhausted. So when we enter into prayer, even if someone is sick, even if someone is going through a tough time, when we pray, it happens glorious today, tomorrow it may fall down. We are not falling down because we know that when we keep fighting, we will get to a place where the devil is exhausted because the devil doesn't want to waste time on someone who fights. He doesn't. You will never see a lion attack a pack of herds. It's too much work for him to fight others. Even though he may be more powerful, but it's too much. He just wants to see that one that will struggle 
that one who will be isolated. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight! Whatever it takes, I'm going to give you the fight. I will fight going down than going down and not fighting. Got to fight. Because God wants to enable you. God wants to establish you. God wants to empower you. You've got to fight. If you came into church this morning and you've given up, fight. If you came into church this morning and you're despondent, what did I say you should do? Fight. Because there's a place you will occupy and it's not for anybody else than you. It is your territory. It is your place. It is your place where you stand there and say, having done all, stand. That is what making room is supposed to do. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? When we tell you to make room, it's for your enlargement. It's for your enablement. It's for your establishment. You've got to learn to make room. You've got to learn to make room. This is all I will say this morning. It's got to really sit on you. You've got to learn to make room. That husband is yours. You have come too far. Occupy it. That wife is yours. You have come too far. Occupy it. That job is yours until you get another one. They can't sack you. It is yours. Occupy it. But while you are there, keep looking. Keep looking. Because there will be a place where you will get to and you will say, this is my Rehoboth. Because from this well, no one can fight me. We give up too early. We give up too early. Oh, but I've been fighting for 20 years. You have no idea. 20 years, a thousand years before God is like one day. God doesn't go with times and chronological things. God goes with a chaos moment. Because if you don't stick with it, you're not going to get it. I've got to fight it. Sometimes I get weary, but I have to get up and fight. Sometimes I've got to hold my son before the almighty God or my daughter before and say, God, I'm not going to give up. The devil is not going to win over me. No, let him go somewhere else. Because at one point in time, something must give. Woman, what do you really want? If I don't answer this woman, she will wear me down. Some of you don't even know how to pinch. How much more wear someone down? You go into a place, they will say, no, you didn't even ask why. I had an issue with, with a company one time. I sent them a note, they sent it back. I sent them another note, they sent it back. We are going till 2 a.m. You have no idea. No, 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 no. I'm here for the fight. I've already, I already know you will say no in the beginning. So let's fight on my own answer. Oh, sir, we really need to get back to you. In fact, now we've escalated it to the highest level. You are a top priority. I said, hey, now I can go out to, to bed. But you just, don't just bluff me off. Why? You've got to fight. And when you fight, you make room. Zacchaeus fought against people's thoughts. Ah, Zacchaeus fought against people's ideas. Zacchaeus thought about what people said about him and he still fought. You know, when, when, have you reached the when people don't like you, you don't care anymore? Uh, okay, 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 okay. You, you know, I've said this before so many times. 
when I look into Hollywood, Nollywood, Bollywood, either whatever wood they are, I find out that people who they consider ugly men actually marry the most beautiful. You know why? They don't care. This, they could look in the mirror. I know they say I'm ugly, so what's the point? And the ladies look like, whoa, or that? Come on. I like people who are bold, like a lion. When your back is against the wall, you turn back and say, enough is enough. We give him too early to the enemy. You've got to fight. Because if you don't fight, the devil will win. Let me give you one point and then we close. So how do we, this is going to take us another two, three weeks. How do we make room for God practically on a daily basis? How do we do this? Number one, I, say, I call it by our identification. By our identification. Zacchaeus identified with Jesus. Listen to me. Identification comes by the knowledge of knowing who you are, whose you are, and to whom you come from. Got to deal with this this morning. There are two major people you need to identify with to make room and experience a turning point in your life. God's divinity and your humanity. You've got to be able to identify with God's what? Divinity and your humanity. Because who you identify with, you will allow into your space. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. Who you identify with, you will allow into your space. Because Zacchaeus identified with Jesus, he allowed him into his space. Who you identify with, you will allow into your space. Let's talk about God's divinity. Let me teach you this morning. This, 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 this some of you may find it boring, but it's very impactful. Your identity is in Christ. Tap someone and say, my identity is in Christ. No, 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 you didn't do that very well. Tap someone and say to them, you may not like me. No, they tell them that. They say, you may not like me. Say to them again, say, you may not like me. But my identity is in Christ. And that settles it. You may not like me. You may not like me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. If anyone what is what? In Christ. He is a what? New creation. Zacchaeus was in Christ. His identity changed almost immediately. Anyone who is in Christ is what? A new creation. What has happened? Old things have passed away. Behold what? All things have become new. You discover who you are. By knowing whose you are. God does not have an identity crisis. He is God, not trying to be God. God so loved man that he says, I'm going to dwell there. I wish I had time this morning. Where does God dwell? Where does God dwell? In heaven. Okay. If God dwells in heaven... 
Put Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 up for me. It's not in my script, but put Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In what? God what? So if God created the heaven, where was he before the heaven was created? How can God dwell in something that was created before him? God so loved us that he kept looking for a place. Let me quickly say this. He kept looking for a place where he wanted to dwell. When he first started, he started with Abraham. I'm going to dwell among you so I'm going to make you so big that when they count the sounds, they won't be able to count you. And then God looked for a dwelling place. He spent, as I said, 10 chapters describing where he's going to dwell. This is what you need to do. This is the corner. This is the size. This is the stuff. He left there. He went into the Davidic area. David so much looked at God with so much awe that he says, you know what? Where this tent is, is not befitting for God. Now I'm going to create a place. God says, I, I, you could, but your hands are soiled with blood. See, God was so specific in who he wants to dwell in. He says, your son would do that. Solomon did that and spent $68 billion. 68, did you not, did you just not hear what I just said? $68 billion just building a place for God. That's how precious God was. God was so in awe that even before the singers could sing, he just came to dwell there. But $68 billion is not as good as where God finally wanted to dwell in our lives. So how would I identify with you when God so much says, what is man that your mind is your mind mindful of him and the son of man that thou what visited him? Have you not made him a little lower than El Elohim? And have you not crowned him with glory and honor? You didn't understand what I said. As, as anyone, if someone gives you two million right now, you'll be jumping for joy. You will change your property. Many, many of us might do that, including more. Uh, uh, you change where you now want the swimming pool, you want the sauna, you want the gym, you want the whole thing in there. Uh, and because you say this is what is befitting for my millionaire, just two million though, uh, uh, status, this is what is befitting for me. And so when people walk into my house, I want them to be able to say, Wow, God looked at you and said, Wow. This is where I want to dwell. Your temple is the temple of the living God. $68 billion is not as much worth as how much you are worth. That's why my identity is in Christ. And you know what he's doing? God has given us two things when we identify with Christ. He, it's, he puts us in place in Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. For you died to this life. Your real life is hidden what? In Christ. And when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. Many of you did not understand that. What he's saying is that when your life is in Christ, God's glory will manifest through you. That's a place where I am. That's the place. So I have to find the place. The place is in Christ. But when I find the place in Christ, I find my position in Christ. 
Listen to what he says. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Where? In Christ Jesus. Your true uniqueness, your true identity is how God sees you, not how people see you. My sitting and my reigning with Christ is a position of authority, is a position of honor, is a position of triumph, is not a position of failure, is not a position of depression, is not a position of defeat. So the woman with the issue of blood and Zacchaeus identified with Christ, then Christ placed them in him and then positioned them above the situation and circumstance. Is anyone hearing me what I'm saying? Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. He says, so you are complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. You are complete. Stop looking for people to complete you. Stop the stupid, erroneous, nonsensical talk that I'm looking for my missing rib. What is missing in your rib? I'm looking for someone to complete me. Com- com- complete? So you're incomplete. You spent 25 years of your life being incomplete. No, I'm looking for someone to complement me, not to complete me. I'm looking for someone to complement me, not to compete with me. Because if you're competing with me, you don't know who you are. Two complete people don't compete. Ah. So if you're ever going out with someone who is competing with you, Compete with yourself. Pick the battle. Run. That is not your well. Find another one. Because the well that God will create for you, no one will contest it with you. My life is not complete. But when, when, when the one arrives, which one? Which one? I, was, I wasn't incomplete. I was so whole. That when my wife saw me, she, she, she loved what she saw. Many people are seeing an incomplete person. That's why they're running to the next person. You're, you're portraying, I'm incomplete. I need help. Come, help me. Help, help me if you can just come and help me. The guy's like, you're, you've got too much drama. You've got too much drama. Wasn't there a song that someone sang, No Drama in My Life? <laughs> she had to say that because she came from Mary. Uh, whenever you identify with Christ he will harness your energy to profit and not to toil he will eliminate low self esteem he will produce space you've got to identify with God's divinity and lastly you've got to identify with your own humanity I've got two minutes to do this 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 the the, the C version says, but God was kind. He made me what I am. And his wonderful kindness wasn't wasted and not without result. Let me, listen to me. Let me say this to you. Your turning point comes when you make room for God to allow you to be you. Who really are you? Tap yourself and say, who really am I? Ask yourself, not what life defines me, but who really am I? Because many people fail because they can't see beyond the moment of the situation. 
People lose their identity of their self-worth because they are neither not true to themselves or they don't like themselves. You've got to identify. If you're going to allow God to create room for yourself, you've got to identify with God's divinity. I am in Christ. But if you are in Christ, you've also got to like what God has created while you're in him. Not what you want. Many people base their identification on comparison. By making comparison, you imply that God made a mistake of making you as you are. You allow other people to define your idea of attractiveness. You give them control over your self-esteem. Because until you stop comparing yourself to others, you will never able to give birth to the unique gifts he has placed on the inside of you. Let me close by saying this. Spiders. How many people know spiders? You know spiders? Many people are afraid of spiders. I've seen a lady who is so afraid of spiders. So afraid of spiders. That even when you say spider, she has a fit. But one lady, I dropped her baby because of a spider. But spiders, you can step on them. Pam. Are you going to And that's the end of them. You can step on the spiders. 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 You, you, it's, 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 it's amazing how something so small can produce fear in people's life. So small. Spiders, so small. I wanted to bring it today, but I just wasn't sure <laughs> that this front row. Some people will, I just, I really wanted to, I'm placing it in your hands. Say, Can you see this small, little spider? Yeah, call out, give me one for the second service. I need a spider. Those, those, those small, little spiders that are insignificant. The richest man and the most wise man in the world made a decision, made it a comment. He says in Proverbs 30, 28, the spider skillfully grabs with its hands and it's in king's palaces. The spider. As insignificant as it, as it is, what is on the inside of him allowed him to go into a king's palace? They're in Buckingham Palace. Loads of them. Where you can't go, they go easy. What made them get there, it wasn't what people saw about them, but what was on the inside of them. Spiders do not depend on anyone to establish them. All they need and all they will ever need is on the inside of them. If Satan can get you to forget who you are, then you will forget where you're going. You will forget your destiny because Satan asked Jesus, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. He looked at him. He said, I know who I am. Does, does me turning stones into bread doesn't identify who I am. Are you the man of the house? You just said it. Are you? You're just asking the question. But you put man there, so it's clear I am. I, I, I don't have to be the man to show you I'm the man of the house. What is on the inside of me will show you. Maybe you will be blind and not see it. And may God not take away the first to establish the second. But I am the man of the house. I am, I am who I am. Who do you really think I, you are? I am the son of God. Not by stones, not by turning stones to bed. Do you know he even died, made himself so weak that people were even questioning, is this really the son of God? I am not identified by what I go through. I'm identified by what goes through me. And what goes through me is because I'm in Christ. I may be in a valley, but I'm still in Christ. I may go down into the grave, but I'm still in Christ. Because he raised me up. That means there's a time I may go down, but he raised me up to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You've got to ask yourself, what, who do you identify with? Identify with my divinity? 
identify with my humanity. I am who I am. If I can't sing, I can't sing. That doesn't make me less of a person. If I can't dance, I can't dance. Mind your own business. I may not be able to dance, but I have the money. I can spray you while you're dancing. <laughs> Which one do you want? Money or dance? <laughs> identify with God's divinity. Identify with your humanity. Just enjoy who you are. And when you do that, there will be an enablement. There will be an establishment. There will be an enlargement. Zacchaeus didn't first try to be someone else. He tried to identify himself in Christ. Then he became who Christ wanted him to become. Did you get anything from me this morning? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.